Welcome to the UX Podcast, where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine. UX introduces a simple formula for personal and business growth based around one principle. We can't solve big, valuable problems alone. Starting with this principle, UX equips and empowers us to pour ourselves into people and systems, scale authentically, and create a life of exponential freedom and impact. And now, let's get started with the latest episode of the UX Podcast. What's up, rock stars? It's Matt Johnson. We are back again, and Jake Jorgeman is here with us. He is the founder of Lead Cookie. He's also the host of a show you might be familiar with called Working Without Pants uh, because it's in a very similar space. So Jake's been hosting this podcast for agency owners and consultants, and uh, Jake also kind of shares everything that he learns on his website through daily blog posts and through his podcast. And Jake is really interesting. He's been on a very similar journey of being a consultant then starting an agency, building a done-for-you service type of agency. And so so we, we delve into some really, really fun stuff on this conversation. So I'm excited for you to hear it. We talk about you know, some of the things that uh, he would do differently and what the next step is for him, what's the last thing that he handed off and got off of his plate, and what's the next step for his agency and kind of how to find that. We also talk about his experience with being on the receiving end of business coaching and what transformation that that has caused because he hired a business coach from day one of building this new uh, done-for-you service agency, right? And... Uh, and, and, and he's the type of guy who's going to end up kind of mentoring and coaching other agency owners, but he's, that's not on his radar quite yet. So he's not offering that as a service. And so I really was curious kind of what his experience has been being on the receiving end of business coaching. And he's had a phenomenal experience. We talk about why and what the impact has been on a personal level and then what that translated into results in his business. So we talk about a lot of fun stuff. And uh, if you are curious uh, about what they do, so Jake has a LinkedIn done for you lead generation service. So in other words, he helps agency owners and fellow consultants uh, attract and start warm conversations with their dream clients on LinkedIn in a very systematic way. And so if that's something that you're interested in, make sure to check out their website. He's the founder of Lead Cookie. That's the best way to get a hold of him. Or you can check out the podcast Working Without Pants on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and all your favorite places. So without further ado, let's bring in Jake Jorgerman. All right, Jake, officially welcome to the UX podcast. Thanks for having me on here, Matt. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit, just give me a picture of like what your agency looks like right now. Yeah, so uh, the company Lead Cookie, we have roughly 25 people on our team. Uh, about seven are North American based, US and Canada. And then uh, the remainder is uh, mostly split across the uh, Philippines and Colombia. And we've got a few kind of scattered team members, but um, that's kind of the, the makeup uh, of our team. And then we've got a serving, I think we checked today, we have 50 clients. I think by next week we'll be around 55 or so with the new nice. service line. We're actually ramping up as well. And what's, what's the average uh, per client? What are they paying per month? Uh, average per client uh, ends up averaging around about 1000 a month. Um, we've got a premium and a light version of our service. Then we also have um, some white label people who have ramped up a large number of accounts they get in a bit lower but yeah. um, average uh, value of each customer is around a thousand dollars per month cool and since you're talking to people that, that can take advantage of the service let's just take 30 seconds real quick and give them like the snapshot of what the service is and what it does for them 
Yeah, so our core service is LinkedIn lead generation. So basically we manage someone's LinkedIn profile. Uh, we do outreach to start warm conversations between them and their ideal customers. Um, so that's like the, the core of it. We do all the outreach, we hand everything, and then basically we just hand warm responses to our customers. Mm -hmm. um, we've recently put together a new offering where we're actually doing uh, content for people's LinkedIn feeds as well, as we found that that's been a huge element a lot of people have been asking for, and it makes a big difference in nurturing people over time. So, yeah, and just a quick follow up to that. When you're talking about content on LinkedIn, are you then active? Like, do you guys then take the content and proactively send it to some of the people that you're kind of trying to start those warm conversations with, or is it more so that when you start that conversation, there's credibility of them posting regularly? Yeah, so we, we sometimes use contents in the drip sequences as well. We find that it's better to offer to send something and not just blast out your content to lots of people. Yeah. Um, you literally will get like 10x the engagement if you say, hey, I've got this really great resource that says that about this. Would you like to see it? Mm -hmm. um, see like 10x the results than if you just start blasting out your resource to everybody. Gotcha. Uh, so that's one of the ways we'll do it in a drip sequence. And then the content side of it is just also there because anyone you're messaging, they're going to end up engaging you or they're going to look at your profile and if they've got stuff there to hook them in or, you know, if you talk with someone and then like you just keep popping up on their news feed, then you're going to stay top of mind with them as well. Gotcha. Yeah. Makes total sense. Yeah. So it's, it seems to me like just from the outside looking in, cause I've been a listener of your podcast and you've had a, a very similar kind of trajectory and experience that I've had with podcasting, which is it's made a huge difference. I like, I can tie pretty much everything that's gone well in my life over the last four years to the, uh, let's see, you can't see it behind me, but the, uh, the picture there, the picture that's on my bookshelf back there is the very first podcast that I started. And you had very similar experience. A lot of your clients, and especially the very first clients of your agency, were all people that you either interviewed or you got on their show. Like it came about through podcasting, like all these relationships. So I want to go deeper on that a little bit. How did you first jump into this? Did you have any inkling of where it would go? And, um, and let's talk about just kind of why, why does that end up working up that way? And why is podcasting kind of so effective to build relationships? Because that's, I don't think anybody really saw that coming. Yeah, so... I started my podcast, I think like four years ago, and it was literally, um, today it's called Working Without Pants. It was then called the Creative Freelancer Show. And like, I was literally just like freelancing. I didn't have an agency or a business. Um, and I just was like building my personal brand and was like, I was like, that, that was when I like introduced internet marketing. And I was like, I'm freelancing. So I'll teach people how to freelance, to make money selling ebooks. Um, and was like kind of in that whole like world for a bit. And that didn't really work out, but I just kept podcasting and interviewing people. And um, over time, I got into consulting. I actually started doing sales consulting because I was like, I used to own an agency. I was actually really good at the sales. I closed really big accounts. So I'll just start working with other agencies and sales. Mm -hmm. And so I just started interviewing agency owners, learning from them. Um, and like, I just learned a ton from doing the interviews. I built a network with tons of people. And like one day you just kind of look around, you're like, oh, I guess I'm one of these thought leaders too that I was interviewing a while ago. And, um, <laughs> yeah. and uh, like, it's just like, there's no like definitive moment where someone pronounces like that, Hey, you've become a thought leader too, but it just mm -hmm. kind of like happens and um, doing the interviews did that. And like, I just started to get to appear on all these other people's, um, you know, like talking webinars to their audience, to their memberships or something like that. And it just all these relationships. And I just, at one point I like looked retroactively and the first time I noticed it was, um, I think I wrote a blog post on this like almost two years ago now. And I was like, okay, wow, 50% of my revenue the year prior came from my podcast or those relationships in some capacity. Mm -hmm. And I literally just put up a blog post this week 
um, that 68% of the revenue of lead cookie is tied to my personal brand in one way. That's not always the, the podcast, but I'd say majority of that is the podcast and the relationships there and those referral partners that came out of it um, and the exposure opportunities that came out of it. Um, so it's just massively, massively important. Yeah. And, and you, you said something very, very good there, referral partners, which I think is probably the biggest overlooked strategy for me. Like, so when I take on a new client, we work on their podcast strategy. It's not just to build an audience, although that to me, that's a, a side benefit almost. Yeah. The, the goal for the first year of their podcast is to build up that network of strategic referral partners, the people who are most likely to become referral partners. And those are the people that we go out and target as their guests. Cause I've, I've seen it work for myself and seen it work for clients and then realize, okay, we need to lean hard into this. So I don't know at one point for you, you really started to get strategic about it. Um, but like now, now that you know about the strategies, like, well, now it's like, let's, let's interview as many possible strategic referral partners as we can target because it's such a great way to start a relationship. Yeah. And I'll be honest, like, I, uh, I don't think I was that strategic. I just like interviewed people that I thought were interesting and like other thought leaders in the space. And, um, whenever I talk to people about content, I always meet people that are way more strategic and thoughtful than me. And I just went out and like did a bunch of stuff and like it works. So like, yeah, that's the other thing is just like getting out there and doing it all. Like you just yeah. build the relationships. And when I actually tried to like hold a bunch of interviews to make strategic partners, it actually felt like kind of inauthentic and didn't yeah. work as well versus when I was just like, Oh yeah, you're in the my space. Let's talk. And like, I'll interview you. And then like, it just mm -hmm. happens organically. So yeah. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of strategy, I want to talk a little bit about kind of your experience with coaching. There, there was one reference you made, uh, I think it was on a recent blog post, just that coaching and mentorship is kind of on your radar. It's something you will get into at some point. You're not doing it now, neither am I. Uh, I I'm kind of the, in the same way that I feel like it's probably in my future at some point, but I've still got some work to do just on my own agency and stuff like that first. Um, but you had a, I think we've had probably a, a very similar experience of why we hired a business coach. And so I think you were maybe a year ahead of me versus when you hired yours. So tell me a little bit about the transformation that's happened in your own life and your own business. Yeah. So, um, I basically was kind of like consulting and I kept having these like, I wanted to go down like productized service route with like the model I wanted to go down and I, I tried it and failed um, several times on my own. And then at some point um, I was just like, I, I just went back to consulting for like nine months. I was like, I'm just going to consult, whatever, just focus on this. And I had this conversation with my wife where I was like, I'm ready to, to build a real business again and grow. Yeah. And, um, I was just at a point where I was just like, I need to learn from someone new. And like, I realized when I like, when I started my first business, I was 19, I was in college. And like, I was just like, I just played like the dumb student card and got like all these like really legit people to mentor me. Okay. And it was amazing. And uh, I grew so fast. And like, by the time I was 23, we had signed like major fortune 500 clients and all these touring artists. And but I was like, really, I just had a bunch of mentors and they were like consistently correcting me on like, not to be an idiot. Um, and like, and so I realized I was like, man, as you get older, like people are just less, uh, less willing to just like, you know, give you tons of their time for free kind of thing. Um, so I was like, well, this like Alex McLafferty, who's the guy who ended up hiring. He's one of the uh, co-founders of WP curve. Okay. And, um, I've like, you know, their model is similar to what I wanted to do. Very productized service, very systematized. They mm -hmm. sold it to GoDaddy. And so I was like, he's done what I want to do. Um, I like the guy. We get along. 
And so um, literally hired him as a coach from day one of building lead cookie. And uh, we did that for six months and it like leveled me up in every like way. Like I just went from a naive idiot who kept making the same mistakes to wow, I've got like a real business. Um, I was doing like 25,000 a month by the end of that six months. Um, and I like, I, I would have ruined it or sabotaged it without him. Uh, so oh, yeah. yeah, like it, I, I learned so much from that. So it was an incredible experience and I've actually um, just started working with him again. I took a break from a while and then um, got it to a really good spot and I'm um, working with him again as we kind of break through this next tier of growth. Nice. Yeah. It's funny you say that. Like you felt like you would have done something to kind of sabotage yourself. That's, that's exactly the feeling I get. I, I don't know what it is, but yeah, you, you talk about kind of making the same mistakes. Uh, one of the books that my, my business coach assigned me to read is a book called leadership and self deceit, which is all about kind of not being able to see your own blind spots and kind of getting, getting outside the box. Uh, not in a weird, not in a cliche way, but in the way of like getting outside of your own box of self-deception so that you can really look at yourself honestly, see the mistakes that you've been making and really correct them. And yeah, I don't know that without a legit business coach that I'd be able to have that kind of self-awareness. I just think you need that outside voice sometimes, that person that sees you objectively and not through your own lens of your own, what would you call it, fucked upness? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then like, and like as terrible as it is, like it, it is, uh, to just be able to um, like have a decision and like you're, you're, you're pretty sure on the decision, but like, you're just like battling with it internally mm-hmm. and just to like be able to go to someone who's like, you know what I'm going to say? And it's like, you know, <laughs> and like, it's like, yeah, I know. Damn it. Like, and this right. is like, but it's like, um, I, I, um, this past last week, um, I had been trying to start a new side business for three months and, um, I was like failing at it. It wasn't working. And I like, literally like have a call with him because I'm just like, man, I'm like miserable. I'm having anxiety attacks here. This is horrible. I'm like pissed off (laughs) and I can't get this thing working. We've got paying customers, but like we're losing money on every one. And I just like get on the call with them. And it just like, I made, I had made the decision before the call with them that I'm like going to shut it down. But it was like, it's as terrible as it is. It's like that permission thing of just someone else being like, yeah, it's all right. Like, you know, you can do this. And like, I shut it down 24 hours later, I have a new service line for lead cookie. Uh, we literally launched that and we have more revenue already for that than we did with this service. I spent three months on and it's just literally having someone to bounce that off of someone to, you know, validate and like give you that feedback and that experience. So yeah, I've got a client who talks a lot about that. It's the in, permission is an interesting thing. And a lot of times, sometimes that's what people need the most, right? And that's, you can attract a lot of people, you can build a tribe just around giving people permission to do the things that they know they should do anyway. Um, but I do think that's the, the role of a good coach is to know when you need permission to do something you're going to do anyway, and when you need a swift kick in the pants to do something exact opposite of what you were going to do. Uh, it takes a, a really good coach to do that. Uh, let's finish out with this because I want to honor your time. I want to talk a little bit about kind of the next stage, right? So you, you mentioned that you started working with the coach again to kind of break through that next tier of income. Um, so your team is about double my, the size of mine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're at, we're at an interesting stage too, where we're looking at that. And I have an idea on kind of what the next stage is going to look like, but I do have a couple of options. And like you have different mentors in my life who are offering their help, but they each come with their own opinion of what scaling looks like. 
right? So mm-hmm. how do you, how are you making that decision? How are you thinking about it? And I want to talk about maybe what those, how, like how you're looking at that decision and what you think is the next step for you. Yeah. So big thing for me that I've, um, I found and, um, that I've gotten a lot better with, um, there's like a, a program that I'm in, um, which has helped a lot in terms of like getting just more certainty in myself. Mm-hmm. But like, it's really, I think a lot of people, and I find this now as like, I have people coming to me for like mentoring and coaching and I'm not doing it either. But it, it's an interesting thing where you see at the start of this journey where you're like looking for other people for the answers. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the ultimate things that like working with like coaches or anyone who's like, they show you like, Hey, the answers are inside of you. Mm-hmm. And only you know the right answers, and like all they do is like reflect. And um, so for me, you know, I'm figuring this journey out. And um, for a while, like I had this really big vision because one of the guys that's um, kind of been a mentor as well, um, he's got this. You know, he's just scaling super fast, super huge. Uh, but then also, I look at it, and like at one point, I like had a call with him, and he's like, you know, you know, if you want to do this, you're going to be working like you know, twelve to eighteen hours a day for like you know the next few months. I'm like, wow, that's that's not what I want. Like that's not worth it to me. That might be worth it to you to see you're growing way faster. But like, first of all, I don't believe that this like has to be the case. And right. like, if it is, I don't want it. So, um, I think it's just a matter of like getting certain about what you want and knowing that the answers that are right for you are inside of you and just getting clear with that and not, not looking elsewhere for the answers. And I think the more you get in tune with that, um, the more you just, uh, you get on the path that's right for you and not someone else's path. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would agree with that. And, um, you know, having other people in your life that you can look up to that all have their own models kind of gives you some hard concrete examples of what it's like to build the agency a certain way. And it's really nice to be able to look at them and go, okay, here's their model. Do I want that? Like, and, and look at their lifestyle. Do I want that lifestyle? And like you, to your point, the 12 to 18 hours a day, I mean, I'm, I'm single in the sense that I, I could probably do that for a short period of time if I really thought it was just a defined short period of time. But I don't necessarily believe that either. Uh, to me, if you're working 12 to 18 hours a day in the agency, uh, either you're not charging enough, or if you do charge enough, you're not hiring enough and training them fast enough to do those things you're spending 12 to 18 hours a day on. Cause that's, I mean, if we're all, we're in the agency world, we understand there's not a lot of emergencies. There are not a lot of like fires that need to be put out. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if a blog it's post the goes the world. out, it's not <laughs> the end of the world. If a blog post goes out at 10 AM versus 7 AM in the morning, I just think like we're not, we're not saving the world here. Um, and it's not stuff that you can't train other people to do, which you know. So yeah, I don't believe you have to go through that period necessarily either, unless you're, like you said, you're really scaling up fast and you're spending all of your time trying to hire people. That's, a, that's another thing. Like finding good people is, is tough to do sometimes. Um, but though I am curious, kind of what's, what's the last thing in, in the done for you service out of things? What's the last thing you handed off? What's the last thing you got off of your plate? Yeah, so um, the last thing I got off my plate was account strategy. So I held on to that a lot longer than I yeah. probably should have, but it was it was an important one. And honestly, I we evolved a lot and got way better at it. But um, I wish I had had put someone else in that seat a lot earlier. And then the one thing I still handle is I actually still do all the sales calls. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I'm looking in the moment of considering hiring a salesperson or 
um, figuring out other ways to just minimize the time because I'm, I'm becoming a bottleneck where I yeah. literally have people trying to schedule sales calls with me. And it's like, well, I have time next week, late next week. Yes. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's just uh, in my schedule, like I just don't have more slots. And yeah. I love selling and I love closing deals, but um, I'm becoming a bottleneck. So I'm starting to have to figure out that that next step, um, which is, it's a big one because that's a scary one. Um, I tried to actually hire that one time and I failed and that's when we had to lay off six people. So that's, that's a story for another day. That was horrible time. Yeah. So. <laughs> back to that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a step back for a second. Tell me uh, just where people can connect, uh, especially where they can grab the podcast and just kind of keep up with what you're, what you're putting out. Yeah. So um, for my personal brand, everything is at jake-jorgovin.com. If you just try to Google anything close to that, I'll probably come up. Uh, and um, if for the business, it's over at leadcookie.com. Um, and I put a ton of ton of stuff out of my blog. I just teach everything that I possibly know. And I'm really transparent. I put all of our LinkedIn scripts out there and uh, I'm pretty transparent on the whole journey of building this business and everything like that. Mm -hmm. uh, which is which is interesting because you can basically put your intellectual property out there safely because you and I both know the um, the values and the doing not mm -hmm. the scripts. Yeah. Yep. That's been my strategy from the start yeah. to market, and it has worked wonderfully. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, Jake, I appreciate your time. This has been a lot of fun. We'll definitely have to come back and and dive into some other stuff. I'm I'm excited to hear kind of what the next stage of the journey is for you. And uh, yeah, let's uh, see see what the next uh, the next thing you get off your plate is and how that goes. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on here, Matt. Now, I believe that clarity releases energy. So I hope that this episode creates clarity for you by laying out a path forward in your business. Now, if you're interested in starting a podcast like this to help you break into a new industry or to establish yourself as an authority in a niche market, let's talk. We have a complete done for you podcasting service. That is my agency that I'm building and growing. And I'd love to talk to you about what we can potentially do for you. You can learn more at PursuingResults.com to get a sense of what our service is all about. And if you're ready, if you're really seriously thinking about starting a podcast, I'm happy to brainstorm your ideas and talk about the positioning of your podcast within the market, something that you can take away whether we end up working together or not. So you can grab a time on my calendar for a podcast brainstorm call at bookjohnson.com. That is bookjohnson.com. I just want to thank you again for listening to the show, for leaving us a rating and a review on iTunes and more importantly, for investing your time, your energy, your attention into the show. It really means the world to me that you would do that. So again, this is the UX podcast where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine, and we'll see you on the next episode.